If you have ever felt stuck in your fashion freelance career and you are struggling to find enough time to fit it in, maybe alongside a full-time job or a family or just life because life gets busy, um, then this strategy session with one of my freelance accelerator students is going to hopefully give you some great insights on how to keep making progress and how to fit work into the tiny nooks and cracks of the day. You don't always need to feel like I need a four hour chunk, right? It's a lot. It's surprising how much we can get done in 20, 30 minute little chunks here and there as we find them. Um, you are listening to the Successful Fashion Freelancer Podcast, and I am your host, Heidi. I really appreciate you being here and spending some time with me today and my uh, student, Jenny, who is feeling stuck and lacking a little bit of time to fit her freelancing in. So we dive in in the strategy session, which is a feature that Freelance Accelerator students get the opportunity to take advantage of getting on a one-on-one call to meet call with me to dig into whatever it is they are stuck on in their freelance career and journey. Um, Jenny is stuck a little bit on finding time and then also just like what to do when she's, you know, maybe sending out some emails and inquiries and not hearing back. Um, the answer is actually surprisingly simple, so you will you will get to hear that answer. Um, she also shares one of the emails that she sent out. She reads it aloud, and if you're not sure what to be putting in emails for um, informational interviews or for actual pitching, Jenny's done a great job of crafting her email, so I think you'll find a lot of value in hearing what she has put together um, and then what she can do to start getting more replies. We also talk about sort of, you know, what is coming next in her freelance career and what she can do when she's just got a, got a little bit of like tunnel vision and can't and I know I know that feeling how like we just kind of get in the zone and we're like okay I'm doing this one thing and we don't see all the other things that are going on or all the other things that we could be working on um, and so we talk a little bit about how to kind of get yourself out of that tunnel vision and seeing the bigger picture and how you can move forward a little bit more quickly, make progress, um, and start seeing some results. So I hope that you find a lot of value in my strategy session with Jenny. Um, She left feeling, I think, with a renewed energy for her freelance career and figuring out what what she needs to do next. And I hope that you can walk away with the same insights. And if you are working on building or growing your freelance career and you need a little bit of extra support, I do offer a ton of free resources beyond what you hear on the podcast. You can head on over to soheidi.com slash freelance. We'll link that up in the show notes and check out my best free resources. Get your name on the email list and we'll send all of them to you. We'll also keep you in the loop on new podcast episodes as well as the free trainings that we have going on multiple times a year to help you kick ass as a fashion freelancer. And if you are interested in joining or learning more about our freelance accelerator program fast, then that is the best way to hear about it. Um, It only opens up a couple times a year and I would love to share the details with you so you could see if it would be a good fit for you. And again, the best way to do that is by getting on the email list. Um, We'll also send you all of our free resources. Soheidi.com slash freelance, S-E-W-H-E-I-D-I.com slash freelance. We'll link it up in the show notes. All right, my friends, thank you again for being here. I really appreciate it. And I hope you're having a fantastic day. And let's dive into my strategy session with Jenny. Here we go. Let's do it. 
All right. So, um, do you prefer Jenny or Jennifer? Jenny okay. or Jen. I definitely, unless you're a government, I don't answer to Jennifer. <laughs> I'm not the government. Gosh, no. Well, you on your form, it says Jennifer, but then it's yeah. Skype here. You're Jenny. So, you know, I'm obliged yeah. to ask. I don't know. I got, I'm, yeah. It. Long story short, I just, when I fill out forms, I always fill out my full name. Yeah. Because it feels like formal or something. Exactly. Yeah. We're not that, we're not that formal here. You know that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So talk to me about what's going on and where you're feeling stuck. Okay. So I did, um, I pulled a few brands that I found. I did most of my research solely on, um, Instagram. So I, uh, reached out to a couple of brands that I found there that seemed, can you hear me? Yep. I can hear you. Great. Sorry. I just, I found the cord that connects to my computer off of my headphones. Um, all right. So I found a bunch of brands, um, about, let me see here, the final count. I think I, I found about 22 or more brands, um, on Instagram that were in within the niche that I'm familiar with and that I I'm interested in starting this whole process with. So, um, a little bit about my background. Um, I came to New York in 2014 and I started working in the industry and found somehow stumbled into children's wear. So for the last, since 20, 14, 2015 till now, I've been working predominantly with children's wear brands, um, sizes, newborn up to boys. Um, I think they go up to 18 or something like that. Okay. Yeah. So, um, I've been doing that. So that's what I'm familiar with and predominantly children's active and athleisure. So I've been looking at brands that fall within my purview and I've been reaching out to them. I've reached out to about maybe 15, 10 or 15 of them. Okay. Um, I also landed a temp job since starting this. So, cause I was really low on income. So I needed to find something that was going to pay me quickly. Sure. So, um, I landed a temp job that I had been doing, which is kind of also, I've been trying to allocate my time accordingly, but not working for 18 months um, since my last temp job ended just before the pandemic started. Right. And then this one, I'm kind of just struggling with time management in working part-time out of the house, part-time from home. Um, and then also, you know, taking care of the household and finding time to do more of this freelance research. Right. So just before landing the temp position, I reached out to about 10 brands um, via Instagram and email, and I haven't heard back from anybody. I used somewhat of a template of a um, email or message to send to them that I would modify based on who I was speaking with. So at least the part that was like about me, what I was reaching out for that for the most part stayed the same, Sure. but then I would always change the introduction and, you know, add some 
tidbit that I found about the brand and to make it more personal, um, kind of, um, adjust that intro introductory part, um, to the brand so that it didn't seem so robotic. Right. Um, but I have not heard back from the 10 that I reached out to. And I know 10 is not like the biggest number I was hoping to have had a lot more, um, reaching out since starting this to by and today when I, um, agreed to the interview, but time just has not been, I haven't been able to manage my time as much as I wanted to. Yeah. So I'm struggling there, but I'm still wanting to make this work. And yeah, sure. I don't know where I might be going wrong or if I'm just like too, if I haven't waited long enough, kind of like giving it time to actually work. Yeah. Okay. So a couple things. Uh, well, what do you want to tackle first? Do you want to tackle the outreach or do you want to tackle the time? Um, I want to tackle the outreach first because I, I just want to see if maybe that's where I might be. I might need some improvement. Sure. Then, um, and then I guess we could uh, go back to the time part to just see like, maybe two heads thinking together, um, how to schedule your your stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. So for the outreach, um, what exactly, and I didn't see this in your application, otherwise I would have had you send this in advance. So can you quickly dig out one of those messages and I want you to read it to me. I want to hear what it says. I'm looking for it right now. Um, okay. Here's, Here's one. Okay. So, um, there's this one brand that I reached out to there. Um, a girl's looks like athletic brand. Okay. How so, big is the brand ish? Do you know, like, are they like three people or are they like a hundred people? Like how big that, would you estimate? I have to, to be honest, I have no idea. The only information I was able to pull from their Instagram and their website is that they have 2,828 followers and, that they're located in Australia um, doesn't have a lot of information about who the owners are okay. or the or the company itself. So it sounds like it's maybe probably a little bit of a smaller brand. I'm gonna Possibly. guess. Yeah, with twenty yeah. hundred followers, and that's like mm-hmm. the only thing we have to go by. Okay, gotcha. All right. So what does the message say? So the message says, "Hey there, I did some digging around. I couldn't figure out who this message goes to." or what your name is. So forgive me for the generic introduction. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. Just own it. (laughs) Yeah. I hope that you're having a great day. And also that brand name is having a fantastic season. I came across your IG page a few weeks back and I really like what I saw. The premium activewear you're offering young ladies has a very timeless and classic look. I love that. I also love um, love you donate a portion of your proceeds to Barry Street. I look in, I looked into them after seeing them on on your about me page and an organization like that is such a valuable is such a valuable to any is so valuable to any community. I'm always I always love to see brands partnering with charitable organizations hoping to have a true positive impact in their community and the world. I agree fullheartedly with your sentiment that small acts by many can bring change. Um, so here's a little bit about me and why I'm reaching out. Hi, I'm Jenny. 
I'm a remote freelance des- um, remote fashion design freelancer. And for the past six years, I have been working in the New York City metro area in kids' active athleisure wear market. I'm reaching out to brands like yours to see how I can help them. I'm not looking for work right now. I'm just in the research phase. I'm hoping to... I'm hoping this outreach will lead to a short conversation where I can learn more about some of the trouble points your brand might be facing during the design process. I also would love to hear about your hopes and goals in areas of design you want to improve or grow into. I'm hoping through a short chat, I can learn how to be a great asset for brands like yours um, and help with their trouble points and in so help them achieve their goals. I know time is a pre- is precious and we never have enough to go around, but if you ever find yourself with a little time to spare, I promise not to take too much of it. I would love to jump onto a Zoom call and ask you a few questions. Anyways, I hope I get the opportunity to speak with you. Till then, I wish you all the best with your next season's drop and hope it's very successful. Best of luck. Ta-ta for now. It's amazing. Um, your your outreach is amazing. It's really long. Yeah, I it's figured. really long. Um, and here's what I think might be happening. I mean, it's so well done. Your introduction is really powerful and personal and specific. I can feel the effort and research that you put into it. Um, the section about you is actually probably the one that needs the least shortening you you can maybe like tighten it up a little bit but mm-hmm. um because uh, because what happens I think sometimes with this type of communication is people read it and it just can feel very overwhelming just by the sheer volume mm-hmm. um and they might scan it and then they might be like and now I'm moving on or like it, this just sounds like too much work just because just based off of like I can imagine visually that that chunk of text especially in an Instagram DM or even in an email too like just feels like a lot so yeah um the other thing I'll say very delicately I will say um like your introduction was so strong and it was so specific and very complimentary of them and what they're doing and the charity that they're supporting and stuff. But I think that it almost maybe could come on a little bit too thick based on the sheer um, length. Yeah. So I, and then I I also think that in the closing part, um, there were there I think there was like three sentences about how time is precious. Um mm-hmm. which I, I you know, your 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 voice is very strong and very refined and very well spoken. But I just think we gotta cut it down to like a little bit more skeleton. You know, got if, it. um because I think that people can start to just feel overwhelmed by by that amount of content and Listen, I'm very verbose too. Maybe you've figured this out by now. <laughs> um, so I get it. But when it comes to writing, I think that just brevity can really be valuable. And and it's a learned skill. It's something I've been working on very hard over the years. Um, that being said, 
you, your strategy is really, really strong, really strong. Um, I'm curious, you said you sent about 10. Did you send any follow-ups to the 10? That was on my to-do list for last weekend, but there was a small family emergency that I had to Sure. Yeah. Totally so it was totally on my to-do list. Yeah. Okay. It's been on my to-do list on top of mine that I need to reach back out to them. Yeah. But I also was like, well, I don't really know what else to say. I don't know how to reach back out without sounding in my head annoying. Um, yeah. but, um, yeah. So I was like, maybe I, I'm thinking my, I, when I got the opportunity to speak with you, I was like, I think I need to read this out loud to Mm -hmm. her because I have a feeling there needs to be a lot of editing, but this is like the condensed version (laughs) that I was able to edit down to. And I still was like, this is a lot, but I don't know what else, how else to redact so that it's not so much. And I don't want to keep sitting back on my heels to, you know, to, press the go button on this. Right. So I just, you know, I just went for it and I'm like, and I I'm think, glad that you did. Yeah. So I'm just like at that point where I'm like, I think it's too wordy. I just don't know how to, um, like what I need to maybe consolidate my focus when it's like talking about them and yeah. then how else I need to like cut it down at the very end parts. Cause I feel like I focus a lot in the very beginning and that's and I always break it down into like um smaller chunks so it's not like it's going all in one big right you've got like line breaks in there exactly right Um, okay which is also a really great strategy yeah so I was like all right uh I know I can but this introductory part I guess I, I I get I get very much into learning about them so it doesn't sound so like I just skimmed through your stuff and I'm just really trying to get something out of this for me and right I don't want it I I just yeah no and I can feel that in your writing like it's very genuine and it really comes across um here's what I'll say too I Mm -hmm. think that like if we were to look at the 80 20 rule here like what Mm -hmm. 80 right you're familiar with that rule um yeah I actually think it would be following up versus the brevity now that I hear that you haven't done any follow-ups. Because here's the thing, and I use this example all the freaking time. So if if you've heard it a million times or if people listening have heard it a million times, I'm sorry. Um, I forget to answer emails from my mom. Yeah. And I forget to answer Instagram DMs from my closest friends because – we see them, we're busy, we're like, yes, I'll get to that later when I have time, and then we forget. And so if you don't follow up, there's a really good chance on like at least 50% of your outreach, it wasn't because they didn't reply, they didn't want to reply, it was because the timing just wasn't good and they were like, you know what, I'll get to it later, and then they forgot. And so you're not being a pest um, and there's there's some templates inside of Fast for doing these follow-ups as far as like what do you actually say? And I'll, I'll give them to you right here as well. But it says something as simple as, um, hi again, I know you're super busy and I imagine this might have gotten missed 
in your inbox or in your DMs, wherever you're talking, right? Um, So wanted to just ping you again or float it to the top if, you know, and, and would love to hop on a call and ask you a few questions. If you're not up for it, no problem as well. Um, or like no hard feelings, like whatever feels good coming from you. So ignore, so it's basically the strategy is a little bit like threefold. One, acknowledge that they're busy and that it probably just got missed. And it gives them like a little bit, it like lets people off the hook and it makes them feel like not bad for replying. And then Mm -hmm. um, two is like just giving you a friendly reminder, like something really soft and gentle. And then three, giving them an opportunity to like say no, because nobody wants to feel backed into a corner that they have to reply. And so as soon as you take your foot off the gas pedal and you say, you know what? And if it if it, if you're too busy or if this just doesn't sound right to you, like no problem, I totally get that. Um, that alone can get people to reply because they instantly feel like, oh, she's not pushy. Um, it's just it's a really old, like tried and true, just strat- general sales strategy, right, for getting someone mm-hmm. to like respond or opt in. So. I think if you were, you know, you you do seem like you know you're you're working and and you've got life going on and family like so many things going on and we we get really busy. So if you want to just look at the 80/20, then I would say just take what you've done so far for these 10 brands and craft a quick follow-up and your follow-up can honestly be pretty cut and paste for all of them. You don't really need to customize it since you customize that first initial message. If Uh it's DM, obviously you just put it in the DM and it'll follow right after your original DM. If it's an email, make sure you reply to the original email. So the original context is below. Um, and, and there is, I think, your 80-20. Then going forward, and this is true for, I realize you're in the customer research phase, but this is these strategies are true for pitching and customer research. Um, mm-hmm. And I would do at least one, possibly two follow-ups. I do actually recommend three touch points initially, right? Your first outreach and then two follow-ups. And you can do the two follow-ups like a week apart. So... Um, I'd be surprised if you didn't get any responses after those follow-ups. And then from there, you can see where you are. Going forward for the introduction part where you're you're being specific, you're complimenting their brand, um, to make that a little bit more brief. Because I, that, I think that while you've done an exceptional job on it and it does feel really genuine and amazing, um, I think that the amount that you're putting in there, you're actually making a little more work for yourself mm-hmm. in doing the research. Like how long is it taking you to research the brand to be able to write that part of the pitch? Um, well, when I, I, I started with a template, right? I took sure. a little bit of what I found off of um, the fast um, download pages in terms of reaching out and sure. I kind of curated something. So once I had the template down, reaching out to each brand, I think I was able to edit the template in about five to 10 minutes. Oh, um, based on all the research I had already done on the brand prior. But okay, so Um, that's my question. How long did you spend doing research on the brand? um, Research on the brand? It was I had a I know you're gonna like this. I have a, a, a what's it called? Numbers or Excel page. Yeah. It's spreadsheet. I, of course so, I love it. <laughs> um, have 
the brand name, you know, I modified, you know, what their Instagram handles are, um, uh, copied and paste what their IG following was. If they had a website, what was the web address? Uh, if they had an email, what was that email? And my notes section here, I just kind of copied and pasted whatever they had in their bio or on their about me page for the website. And okay. then I have, you know, a date log for when I reached out to them first and then pro planning forward on like how many times um, I reached out to them following that, you know, right, what's right. how. So, um, with all of that, I mean, like it, I was able to just go through my notes, um, and then I would scroll through their IG pages again. Um, and then if they didn't have a lot to offer in terms of information, just scroll through their IG pages and just like, Oh, you know, I've noticed this about your brand. You have this underlying, um, aesthetic or, um, you know, you have really great um, power quotes for little girls that you put on your graphic tees, um, that kind of stuff. I would either, yeah, I think this one that I pulled, which was the first um, message that popped up on my DMs, is yeah. maybe the longest of them all. But okay. they're all pretty, they're all pretty about, they're about the same um, chunk. Of okay, okay verbs words yeah I mean I think that you could probably just like distill that first part down to like two to three sentences and so you know for this example which I think is going to make your research about the brand a little bit quicker is going to make writing it quicker and mm -hmm. so in the same amount of time that you were able to send out 10 I think you could probably send out 20 Mm -hmm. um, I think you could cut your time at least in half and so you know from what I can remember uh, from uh, what you wrote on this one, I think it might be something like, um, you know, I recently discovered your brand. Great. Um, I really love what you're doing with the girls' athleisure and how you're partnering with the Barry Foundation as a charity. It's so great to see brands giving back and supporting their local communities. Mm, okay. um, and, and maybe that first part where you're, t where you said something about, um, the girls athleisure, maybe that's something a little more, you could make that a little more specific. I don't remember. Like maybe they've got, oh, that great floral print you've got, or that great ditzy dot print or like whatever. And maybe you're not a print designer, so that might not be the thing mm -hmm. to focus on, but like that, that triangle color black legging or like naming a specific style, um, Instead of just like generic girls athleisure, right? But then we we cut it down so much, and so we've hit on two specific things, of a specific style that we're like, that's so cute, and I can totally see like little girls in that, or like maybe I could see my niece in that, or I don't know if you have a niece, but like whatever. Mm -hmm. If you have something personal, you can like thread into that. I think that that offers just a lot of, a lot of realness, right? Like it makes it like you said earlier, it makes it not robotic. Yeah. Um, and so don't be afraid to like thread a little bit of like your personal life into there if it makes sense. Obviously, you don't force yeah. that. And then, and then, and then, and it's also so cool here partnering with the Barry Foundation. Um, it's really awesome to see when, when brands give back to their local communities. Like, I think you could just, that, that could, that's more than enough. Um, and then the about you section was fine. And then the, the section at the bottom, which was talking about, you know, time being precious, which I is definitely a great, um, you know, you're acknowledging the fact that they're busy and that you won't take too much mm -hmm. time. I think you really just can distill it down to one sentence um, of like, 
you know, I realize time is precious and I promise not to take too much of it. Would you be um, able, I'd be so grateful if you would be up for hopping on a 10 minute call so I could ask you a few questions. Let me know, would that work for you? That's, so that's really it, right? Mm-hmm. We're, we're basically saying the same thing, but it's a lot easier for, for them to digest. So I, you're not going to adjust anything on the ones you've already sent out. Obviously, they're already out there in the yeah. inbox, right? Um, but I, I, so your quickest return on investment here is, is following up to those. Okay. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. And honestly, I think you could probably do that in like 20, 30 minutes. Yeah. Um, right? And then I think, you know, see where that goes. The other thing I want to ask you, though, is you have experience in this industry. Do you have any contacts and people that you know in this industry and in your niche? Are there people that you know from past roles or coworkers or just friends who you could chat with or, like, get an introduction to somebody um, and go, like, a warm route instead of this cold outreach to get some of your initial customer research done? Um, I have... That's that's where I, I guess maybe I'm confused in terms of I do have contacts I do have former um, coworkers that yeah. I still have contact with. Yeah. Um, not all of them are are still in the industry, um, but the ones that I could reach out to, I'm just not really sure what that would look like in terms of customer research for myself and where I'm hoping to gauge. Um, my freelance career because for the most part everybody is with large corporate companies okay um, and I'm hoping to be able to get out of that just because I've I mean currently temping with one and I don't know in the New York area if any of these larger corporations would be interested in working with somebody like myself as a remote freelancer without the, um, without the holding that they have when you're quote unquote freelancing for them. Yeah. It's, it's a lot harder with those large established brands, especially right in New York city because they have access to so much talent that's willing to do the full-time freelance uh, role. Exactly. So, um, Okay, like, so totally I'm, I'm, fair that yeah, that yeah. those are not your actual target customer, and that the customer is very different and has very different needs. A, a small brand is going to have very different needs than these New York brands. So totally fair. Um, here's what I'll say, because I know in your in your um, strategy session application you had put you know that you like didn't want to just get stuck here, and I don't want you to get stuck here either. So here's what I'll say: I want you to follow up to these. 10 brands, okay, mm-hmm. 20, 30 minutes. Um, I want you to send out five more only because I want you to practice refining that brevity in your writing because this okay. is going to come into real – this is going to be an asset for you when it comes time to pitching, so I want you to use this customer research phase as an opportunity to strengthen that muscle. Okay. okay. So I want you to write five more and send those out. And whether you'd send them on Instagram or, or email, doesn't matter. Um, and then after a week, I want you to follow up to those two. Whatever okay. you do or don't get out of those 15 pieces of outreach with follow-up, 
at least one, I'd encourage you to do a second one. Um, and this, the, sec- the second one can just say, hey, I really, you know, I, I know the, you, and, and this might be something that you want to use your own words for, like what feels good, but something like I might say would be like, Definitely not over here trying to be a pest, but I have learned in life that the squeaky wheel does get the grease. I wanted to ping you one last time to see if you'd be up for a call. If not, don't worry about it, and I won't reach out again. No hard feelings, and best of luck with your brand. Right? Mm-hmm. That would feel very on-brand for me. What You could swipe that directly if you want or use your own words. Um, but again, it's the same kind of strategy, like acknowledging and, and kind of owning it, like kind of how you owned, um, and these strategies go for customer research. They also all go for pitching too. So kind of how you own the fact that there was no, um, you couldn't figure out the name of the person. You're mm-hmm. also owning the fact that like, I realize a third time might be a little bit pestery, but I, you know, I'm, I'm a go-getter and I'm going to jump at this and I'm going to jump my, my strongest and my hardest and my highest, um, which I think is an attribute that a lot of people ultimately wind up finding very attractive. And then also letting them know, you know, no hard feelings and I will not bother you again. Mm-hmm. So you, you kind of are like, give them the reprieve of like, okay, she's not going to reach out again. Or, you know what? Hey, Jenny, I'm so glad you reached out again. I've just been swamped and I, and I would love to chat with you. I guarantee you're going to get some replies back. Um, Got it. So, once you've done that, so 20 to 30 minutes following up to the 10, sending out five more and then following up to those, um, then what I want to tell you is inside of Fast, I just added some new videos in the past month or so um, about moving forward beyond the customer research stage even mm-hmm. if you like didn't maybe get all the things that I kind of told you you needed to get. So um, I, I think that I have been really harsh on like, you cannot move forward until you have talked to five people voice to voice. And this is a challenging stage to kickstart. I totally get that. And I, we were seeing a lot of people getting stuck. And so um, – and we're seeing a lot of people jump past it just on their own right and and still getting success. And you can get success. And so using the strategies inside of FAST that – using the pitching strategies inside of FAST alone are going to get you 100 times more success than what most freelancers send out trying to get work, whether or not you do customer research. So I want to – I want you to take a look at those new videos that we added about you kind of moving beyond customer research – um, even if you haven't gotten like those five phone calls um, and giving yourself permission to to get to the pitching stage because like I said again using the templates and using the strategies and you clearly under I mean I can tell from what you wrote to this what you read to me that you wrote to this brand just for the customer research stage your pitches are going to be amazing I just know it and so even if you filter in some sort of air quote um, just generalized, pain points and frustrations into your pitches, which um, once you get into that module, if you're not there yet, you'll you'll understand what I'm talking about and you kind of look at some of the templates, you'll get that. Um, you'll still see success. So, you know, this is um, as painful as customer research can be, as challenging it can be, 
you are strengthening your your muscle in terms of writing these pitches and what they actually look like because they they're very similar to pitches that actually ask for work. And so you're it's a little bit of a warm up phase as much as it for yourself as much as it's a research and learning phase, right? That yeah. being said, I don't want you stuck here for two, three, four, five, six months. Exactly. So, you know, you you work that muscle a little bit. You see what you get. You give it an A plus college try, and then you you can move on to actually pitching and landing work. Um, you know, I think on some levels, I'm like, gosh, am I like that mean teacher that's like, God, you have to do this before you do this. And listen, at the end of the day, you're in control. You can do what you want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't have to listen to me. Um, so, so for now, for for immediate follow up to the 10 and write five more only to strengthen that muscle for writing for brevity and then and then move on. So first of all, I want to know how does that feel to you to like have maybe the next stages mapped out? Um, it gives me a better, um, it gives, I, I feel like I have a map. I feel like I got, I was on, I don't know if this analogy is going to work, but I feel like I'm at that point where I'm on that one game on, I don't know, Candy Crush, and I can't seem to pass it. Okay. But I can see the map, but I don't know what's coming up next because I'm still stuck on this one level. So okay. I feel like I'm, I'm at that point where I know what's coming up next. I have an idea. Um, if I could just ask you just one to re- repeat the um, uh, part where you um, gave a follow-up to the follow-up. The third follow-up. Yeah, you totally. um, you gave you gave a really great um, paraphrase there, but I I'm I'm not as fast with my handwriting as I would like. So that's okay. Hoping- yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally want you to get this down so you so you have it and you walk away and you know what to say. Yeah, I would say something like this. Um, don't want to be a pest, but I know that sometimes the squeaky wheel gets the grease. I mean, it's a cheesy cliche, but. Mm-hmm. And that feels very on brand for me. So you can adjust that word verbiage, but it, you're basically you're acknowledging the fact that like you might be on the edge of annoying them, but hey, sometimes that's how shit gets done, and you know that. Yeah. Like you have to follow up, follow up, follow up, right? Exactly. So that's first. Then, um, if you'd be up for it, I'd love to hop on a call and ask you a few questions. Okay, so there's your clear ask again, mm-hmm. and then giving them an out. And telling them that you're not going to contact them again. So, so basically, um, and if you're you're not up for it, no problem. I won't contact you. No hard feelings. I won't contact you again. And then you yeah. know you might sign off with something like, um, "I truly wish you the best of luck with your brand. You're doing awesome things. Keep it up." Right? Like a, a really nice mm-hmm. compliment at the end. I think can go far. And that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, and. And you can, again, you can use that same kind of follow-up when you send out your pitches because most people don't get replies on the very first one. Most of the first contact, the first point of contact, the first message, you send a follow-up and a follow-up. And so these are the same exact strategies that you would use for following up to your pitches. Um, Actually, you know, pitching yourself for freelance work. Mm -hmm. So, um, So that's what I think you can do in the immediate future. Now I know that, um, you're working and time is definitely a challenge and I, I fully respect and get that. Um, 
what do you, do you want to, let's talk a little bit about where and how you might be able to fit this workload into your, your current schedule. Tell me a little bit about where you're struggling with this and what, you know, what you're working on and, and how we can maybe fix this. Yeah. Okay. So, um, an average day when I'm working in office is, you know, I wake up, I'm out the door, I catch the bus to the train, train into the city. Um, cause I'm not in New York anymore. I'm in Jersey now, but, um, thankfully the train station I exit on is literally above underneath the building that I'm working in. Okay. So, um, go to work, uh, and then I come back home and then, you know, unwind, cook dinner. And then I'm like white. <laughs> totally. <laughs> and physically, um, and on a day like today where I'm working remote, um, you know, I'm able to wake up a little later. I'm on the computer for the most of the day up until about six, six thirty. um, try and make dinner. And then honestly, I've been so forgetful. I think that's where, um, my time gets lost is that I'll forget that I have my, my things that I need to do. I, fo- I focus on all the, the work and the household yeah. by yeah. the time end of the day is done. I have the TV on and there goes the last three hours of the day that I could have been doing something for me and what I'm trying to do for myself. But I just vegged out in front of the TV. Right. So I, I need to figure out a, a way to at least on, especially on days that I'm remote, carve out like an hour or two to just like, you know, watch a fast course, uh, work on, um, work on something, you know, the template for the continuing outreaches or that, you know, that thing. I just, I need to remember, I think also my ADD is just astronomically worse (laughs) than the pandemic. So I I get that. I'm trying to get myself to a point where it's like focus and get this done. But yeah, so I, I guess what I really need in terms of scheduling something is more of an accountability partner or, um, not to say that has to be you. Um, (laughs) uh, but just something to that, that will help me hold myself accountable for. So I was hoping to also mentally get that out of this conversation, just be like strategizing to like help myself, hold myself accountable. Totally. So I have a million ideas and, and you can kind of pick which one you think feels the most, um, like it's going to have the best impact for you. And, Mm -hmm. and also here's what I'll say too. I get it. Like the end of the day is hard and I veg out for three hours in front of the TV too. Like Mm -hmm. I think that it's unrealistic for us and I think we actually put the most pressure on ourselves, or at least I know that that's how I can be. I kind of sense maybe you as well. Um, we put the most pressure on ourselves that like, oh, that's, you know, I, that's bad. I should be doing something productive. But like, no, the reality is like life is challenging and the pandemic has not helped with <laughs> sanity or like feeling good about ourselves or getting like you know, emotional scoops into our bucket, like by like hanging out with friends or like, you know, doing various things. So, you know, life is tough and I don't want you to discount the fact that you do need time to just like wind down and veg out and however you do that, great, do that. And for me, I do watch TV like 
awesome. I love it. So don't feel bad about any of that. Um, a couple of things that came to mind right away is mm -hmm. what are you doing on the bus and the train? And is there opportunity to do a little bit of work there on a laptop or a tablet or maybe even your phone, whatever feels the most accessible? Um, because that could give you at least the good commute in the morning, maybe where your, your brain's a little bit more fresh. Um, and or on the way home, I don't know, depending on how you feel, um, that might give you even 30 minutes a day or 30 minutes each way. I don't know how long it is, but would that be an opportunity to squeeze a little bit of work in? Oh, yeah. I don't know why I never thought of that. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. I'm like, I'm like on TikTok or watching or playing games, listening to NPR yeah. uh, <laughs> on the way into work. And, and those are great activities too, right? Like sometimes we do just need to veg. I'm like, I can't be productive. I need to just scroll Instagram, right? Like I get yeah. that as well. But even if you could replace that a couple times a week with like a 20, 30, 45 minute chunk, I think that could really get you um, a, a good amount of time that, you know, you've got your headphones in and so maybe you put on music or I don't know if you can work with NPR in the background. That sounds insane to me. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, I think there is one great opportunity. Um, beyond that, I do think that the accountability for people is huge. And so while, yes, I'm not quite available to be everyone's accountability partner, you do have access to the student group, the private student group inside of FAST. And yep. I know that there are other people out there who are in a very similar situation that would love to partner with someone. And maybe you guys text on a daily basis and you're like, okay, this is what I'm working in. And you check in, or maybe you just have a thread on the, on the group or however you care to do, it doesn't really matter. Um, mm -hmm. but reach out and find someone. I mean, you, when you said that, I'm like, yeah, brilliant. That strategy works for a lot of people. So find someone in the group. You've got hundreds of people in that group to access. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so take advantage of that. So those are like my two immediate ideas. Um, what do you, th like, what do you think about either of those? And do you think that that would set you up for some success in like the coming weeks to maybe get into a groove? Yeah, I think so. Um, Spending time um, on the bus or on the train um, would definitely be, is definitely a, a chunk of time that I haven't thought of utilizing. So yeah. um, definitely going to try and, like you said, you know, as many days as I feel up to it, you know, utilize that time to um, focus on editing this um, outreach message and sending, you know, prepping to send to people once I'm, you know, back, um, with internet. Um, right. so yeah, um, I guess my question to you now is what outside of condensing this message down for the following, um, submits and, um, reaching out to the ones that I already did at Am I, am I pretty much just in this um, phase of waiting to see who gets back to me um, for the, I guess, in, in for lack of a better term, foreseeable future? Or at what point should I be like, 
I need to move on to something else? And then what would that something else look like? Okay. So, um, let's just say for timeline purposes, you send your follow-ups, your first round of follow-ups this week Mm -hmm. and you send your next round of follow-ups next week. So there's like a week in between roughly, right? Mm -hmm. Then if you have some, some informational interviews set up and you can get on the phone with those people, then great. If not, then you're like, okay, I'm going to move on to the pitching phase. And, And before you move on to the pitching phase, watch the videos that talk through moving on to pitching, you know, kind of skipping past the customer research phase before okay. you move on to pitching. So, because there's some very specific strategies that I talk about that you're going to want to mm-hmm. implement um, for pitching that will make your pitches a lot more effective since uh, assuming you maybe didn't get what you what would be ideal out of the customer research phase. Um, and then, so that would be kind of like option one. I'm going to say like in a week or two, you're ready to like, okay, move on to the next thing. Now, if you did schedule some calls, and and there's not like a perfect cut and dry timeline to this either, Jenny. Of, like, of course. you know, you can start sending these outreaches, start sending these follow-ups and maybe send these five additional outreaches. Um, and then maybe while you're waiting for those, you start watching some of the videos on how like on on jumping past the customer research phase or if it didn't go as planned or you didn't get the information you wanted or needed what do you do and here's the great thing that you can the, all the videos inside of fast are downloadable so you can download all of those and you can watch them on the train right that's another great activity to do right that is that is, yeah, I, I didn't realize that they were downloadable. They're all Thank downloadable, you. so you can get them offline. Um, we were very strategic to make sure that was implemented inside the course. So um, so you can download those and watch those. And I think that just watching those will give you a clear view of, like, what's coming next. And then let's say you um, – which is going to – which is going to be pitching um, – so let and your 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 muscle will be a little bit strengthened from all this work that you've done on the customer research front, even if you don't wind up getting the calls or mm-hmm. any information. Okay, you have still gone through this. It has still built a foundation for you to move on to the next stage. So it is not you know pointless on any level. Um, and then. If you, you know, so so first option, right, you have the 10 that you've already sent, you do some follow-ups. In a week or two, you're moving on to the next thing. So, you know, start watching those videos in the background while you're you're on the train and, and commuting. And then if you send the other five, which I, I highly suggest that you do, um, then, you know, maybe that's another week to, like, write those and get those out the door um, or another two weeks and – and then as you're sending the follow-ups to those, I don't think you're in a position where you have to just like sit there and wait for someone to reply. What I would yeah. like to see you do then is while you are sitting there and waiting for someone to reply, jump into the next videos and see what's coming up and then start working on that and just keep moving forward. Because here's the thing, at the end of the day, I want you to get the value out of each of the stages of the process and I want you to complete the action steps. But I also don't, like I said earlier, I don't want to see you getting stuck here for 
an extended amount of time, like waiting for something to happen. Because a lot of the times when it comes down to freelancing and honestly anything in life, we just have to keep taking action and learning and adjusting and taking action and learning and adjusting, right? It's this continual cycle, but I want you to keep moving. Okay. Um, even if it's not perfect, it doesn't matter. The entire thing is a learning process. But what I have found after, you know, hundreds of students inside of fast and, you know, doing these strategy sessions and and talking with everybody and seeing where they're getting stuck, the students that see the most success are the ones that just keep moving forward. And, And adjusting as you move forward, as you learn, you're like, okay, I'm not getting replies. All right, what do I do? And and there's tons of videos inside of the program to troubleshoot. Like, what do I do if I'm not getting replies to my pitches? Okay, well, here's some troubleshooting things that could be going wrong. And then you can analyze it. And then guess what? You try something different and you keep moving. But just the point is to just keep doing something. And when it's not working, to make some adjustments and test and iterate and and try something else, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you keep doing the same thing over and over and it doesn't, and and expecting a different result. That's like the classic definition of insanity. insanity. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. (laughs) So, but we can easily get stuck in that own loop inside of our own lives very easily and like not realize it. Yeah. Um, so you didn't hear back from these first 10. So the definition of insanity would have been to just send another 10 that like are identical and expect yeah. a different result. So that's exactly. not what we're going to do, right? What we're going to do, yeah. we're going to follow up. Okay, so there's some you're trying something different and then we follow up again. And then guess what? You try something different with five more, which is making your pitch a little bit more brief and then you follow up and you follow up. And then yeah. I'm sure you're going to get a little something out of that. Um and you learn and you watch the videos inside of Fast and, and you learn what's coming next and how to move on to pitching, whether or not you got, you know, all this great information out of your customer research phase. And you and then you apply the same strategies and you pitch and you go and you adjust and you, you know. Yep. I really okay. think, and I, I don't know like your exact allotment of time based on <clears throat> your commute time and stuff, but I really think with some like – you know, if you can stick to um, like three to five, if you could fit in three to five hours a week, which that might be asking too much. And if it is, then you do something that feels really good for you. Um, mm-hmm. And and move forward. Fa- like, um, you know, one of the things as an entrepreneur and as a freelancer and as someone who's out there like trying to DIY, you know, their career and their life and a business and not, you know, working in a, in a job you want to fail and you want to fail fast. So just keep move like quick action. Like don't overthink things. Get it to the 80-20. It's good enough. Push it out the door. Learn, move on to the next thing. Fail and fail fast. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that you, you have the capacity to do that. Um, what I want to see is – you know, you figure out what time allotment works for you week to week and, and your time on the train and then maybe finding an accountability partner in the group. Um, but I want you, if you feel like you're kind of spinning your wheels and you're feeling stuck in a certain spot again, try to recognize that and snap out of, and I know it's easier said than done. I'm like, snap out of it. Um, but be cognizant of that. 
And maybe it just means, you know what, I'm just going to watch a few more videos inside that are coming up next just to maybe see what's coming next. And, and that I think can help you be like, okay, you know what, I'm going to move past this one thing, or I'm going to try this, or, or I don't know. I feel like that just might be able to give you a little spark. Um, and maybe your accountability partner too, whether that's one person or you're doing it, you know, with a group inside of the, the private student, um, community, um, I think collectively, you know, using each other's momentum to just keep moving forward. Okay. Yeah. How does that all feel? Um, challenging, but not something that I can't do. Yeah, I agree. I know you can do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, like I said earlier, you know, you, we had a call back right after you joined fast and we're having this call now and you're like, I'm back for my second time. I got chosen again. And I was like, you did get chosen again. And because you put yourself out there in a very, um, ambitious way. And I, I see that in you and I know you, um, you can do it and it's going to feel hard of course, but I know you have the potential. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I got this. I just, you know, I, um, I know that I'm somebody who needs to sometimes take a minute and reassess. And I always welcome outside perspective because I know in the, when I'm in the middle of something, I am so tunnel vision that I can't see yeah. other, other possibilities, other viewpoints to be like, that makes more sense. That sounds like it could work. Let me give that a try. Yeah. So, yeah. And so that's, that's where I think like, it's hard to see the forest for the trees, right? Yeah. I think that's um, – it's really great that you know that about yourself. And so I think what you m- maybe can do with that – and again, easier said than done. But like when you feel like you're like just in the tunnel, um, w- you know, think about ways you can kind of step back. Like how would you evaluate this as an outside person and maybe even watching some some upcoming videos or re-watching some videos inside of Fast or maybe even listening to some podcasts with some other um, – some of the other episodes where, you know, we're talking through like how someone else has done something. It might just give you a different perspective and be like, oh, right, okay, I need to like refocus on that or like pivot or adjust this or, you know, it just can give you a different perspective to get that little light bulb moment of like, okay, wait, no, now I know what I need to do. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, yep. you're doing amazing. And honestly, your, your written messages and outreach are going to turn into beautiful pitches and it's going to turn into amazing clients. I, I can like foresee the future for you. Um, I know it might not feel that quick and easy for you, yeah. but it's there. You're on a, you're on a great path. Um, your lips to the divine's ears. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. So amazing. I'm really glad to have gotten to chat with you and keep you um, moving along with this. Um, what what I would love for you to do is to go into the the student group and share some of your big takeaways from our call together, share, you know, where you were kind of stuck, what we talked through and what some of your next action steps are, because I think that that can offer, um, a certain level of accountability for yourself and also offer value to the other students. Is that something you can do? 
Yeah, definitely. I can do that. Okay. Awesome. And then at the same time, I think you can use that as an opportunity to maybe reach out for someone if they're looking for an accountability partner as well. Yes. I was just thinking that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. I love it. Jenny, you're doing amazing. Um, Keep moving along. You got this on so many levels. And um, I look forward to hearing some updates soon. All right. Sounds great. Thank you so much. All right, you guys, these strategy sessions are so much fun to talk through and really dig into, you know, what's going on and where people are getting stuck and then figuring out how to get them unstuck. It's so much fun. The transformation that happens over these calls is really, really powerful and really, really inspiring. And I hope that you were able to get some great value from my conversation with Jenny that you can apply to your specific freelancing situation. Um, So thank you so much for listening and being here with me today. Also a big shout out and thank you to Mark, my husband, who does all the tech and editing and audio behind the scenes to make sure the podcast sounds good in your earbuds, as well as Tara, my right hand of everything inside the business. She's an extension and like half of my being. Um, She really helps on so many levels inside of the business, but specifically on the podcast, coordinating the guests, getting everything scheduled and out to all the platforms. It takes a bit of work and there's a lot of moving pieces and I couldn't do it without her. So thank you so much, Tara. And again, thank you for you to you for <clears throat> to you for listening. Um, if you want some more support with your freelance career, I have a ton of free resources. We also host multiple live training events throughout the year that I would love to share with you. You can get all of the information, um, on those as well as my best free resources that you can get started with right now by heading over to soheidi.com slash freelance, S E W H E I D I.com slash freelance. We will hook you up with all the best stuff. We'll link to that in the show notes so you can get directly there. And if you would be interested in learning more about Freelance Accelerator, our program, um, and what you get inside of that program, and one one thing is the opportunity to get on a live strategy session with me, but beyond that, it's everything you need step-by-step to become a successful fashion freelancer, um, all the strategies, insights, tips, uh, business templates, everything you need to kickstart and grow your freelance career. Um, we do share about that on the email list when it opens. It only opens a couple times a year, and I would love to tell you about that if it's something that you would be interested in. So head on over to soheidi.com slash freelance for all the free resources the um, all the details on when we hold free live workshops throughout the year, as well as information on our flagship program, Freelance Accelerator. All right, you guys, thank you so much again. If you enjoy the Successful Fashion Freelancer podcast, make sure you subscribe in Apple Podcasts or wherever you tune in so that you do not miss an episode. And I really appreciate you being here. I hope you have an awesome day and we'll talk to you in the next episode. Bye.